Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jason Zenger, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Nick Golner and Jim Carr. How you guys doing? Good, man. Me too. I'm doing good. I feel good today. Beautiful day in Chicago. We're downtown and back at our old our old studio home and feels good to be here. It's a, quite a different facility now yep. that COVID it, has. I, we haven't, I don't think we've been here since no, we haven't. the pandemic started. Yeah, but, so, but they're open. There's not a new acronym. Right. It was exactly. DMDII. Now it's MXD. It's been so long. I was expecting it to be something oh, else. Another acronym. <laughs> but it is open and they're, yeah. they're still active here. And according to Federico, they are not slowing down. But Jim, you've been going to IMTS since World War II. And yes, has, did you ever imagine that there would be no IMTS? No, I, I never in my... I mean, honestly. I, not, well, I, I never in a million years would believe that I would be living through a global pandemic, A... But no, I, I would never believe that we would not see an IMTS show in... in right, because the only other reason that they've ever canceled IMTS is because of the World War. Exactly. And so, that was World War II. I always call it the prom of manufacturing. It is kind of... And there's a yeah. lot of high schoolers right now who are like, I could never imagine that I wouldn't have a prom. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I never and thought Jim, of that. And Jim, when he goes to IMTS, he always thinks he's the prom king. Yeah, exactly. And, and so he's going to be very disappointed this definitely year. Definitely the wiser of the <laughs> the three, for sure. And, but and, no, and Nick, you guys, you participate in a lot of trade shows every year. I mean, how many trade shows and which ones do you do on any so given on year? So on IMTS years, we just do IMTS. Right. Well, actually, we're going to do Fabtech too. But in the off year, there's like all the regional ones, the West Tech, South Tech, East Tech, Houston Techs. And, and you, so go, you go internationally go sometimes too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and then the AMB in Stuttgart, which is also canceled. That's kind of the, the European IMTS. The EMO, which would be the other one, the other big European show. So we, how many So how many trade shows does AME and Hennig participate in? Sounds like in? a lot. Sounds, so on the, on the IMTS years, we do the big ones. So the AMB course, and the IMTS. Course. And sometimes there's a Fabtech that year, so there would be three. And then on the other year, it would be, geez, man, maybe like seven or eight. Wow. And you would spend, can I ask, how much money in a given year? I wouldn't throw out any numbers. Okay, so hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if you think of our global business, it it could be over a lot more figures. Yes. Yeah. That's huge. And you're not spending that money this year. We are not. And, and, so how are you? And it's kind of funny. You have a smile on your face when I say that. <laughs> so this is, we'll talk about this in the episode because yeah. this is good. Because yeah, I've, it's I've bittersweet. Got, There's two sides to it. We can, we can cover is. it. Yeah. Of course yeah. there is. Yeah. yeah. So in this episode of Making Chips, we're going to discuss the future of manufacturing without trade shows. Specifically, we are going to talk about whether trade shows matter and the alternatives to trade shows. So before we go there, Jim Carr, tell me something great about what's going on in your life right now. Personally or professionally? Either one, buddy. Just pick one, though. I just I another, I another brand new CNC machine tool dropped on our floor Bam. yesterday. They're plugging it in right now. As a matter of fact, we're, hopefully we'll be making chips tomorrow on that new machine. What kind of machine was it? It was a Haas. Oh, it was I a mean, Haas. like what type? A VF2SS. Okay. We're at full capacity. We needed another spindle to make chips, and we have a, a, a decent relationship with Haas, and they had this in stock, so... 
in less than two weeks, I had a brand new CNC on my shop. They have a lot of machines in stock right now. They have a lot of machines in stock. Extremely good prices right now. Yep. I would, yes, I would say that I did did well. (laughs) Did you boot that old bandsaw that was near the the garage door? No, we we reallocated, we made some room. (laughs) The guys in the shop are joking. They're like, you know, we could remove that conference table in the office and stick a VF1 in there. (laughs) So, yeah. Are you done with all of your old machines? Yes. So is it pretty much just all Haas and Mazak now? Haas and Mazak. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's all, no Fidel's, every, the oldest they're machine. They're all gone. The oldest machine we have now is a 2012, so. Wow, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. So good for you. Yeah, thanks. Things have been good. Things have been good, but everyone's working hard, and I've got a great team. We support each other, and, and that's really, at the end of the day, and, what and it's all about. And I want to point out something. That what do you want to point all out? All of your success started when you met me. I know, I know. Oh, and, okay. and Nick has been helping okay. a little bit too. Yeah, so. and then it took an even like sharper incline when you met Nick. Yes, so, it did, it did. You know, yeah. the growth he, he got started the when you met tools Jason, and now <laughs> he's getting the, the grid plates. I'll just, I'll just give you guys all the Updated credit Updated tooling. Okay. We're really kicking car machine into, into gear. Fist bump, Nick. <laughs> oh yeah, boom. All right, thank you. Thank so, you. So Jim, do you have any manufacturing news? I do, as a matter of fact. So like we said earlier, who would ever have thought we were in a global pandemic, right? And all of the ramifications that come with a global pandemic is what we're seeing right now, which is the second quarter GDP plunged worst ever 32.9%. Yeah. When I saw Mm. that, that GDP fell 33%. I mean, that's insane. I mean, it's unprecedented for sure. I mean, usually we get upset when it plunges 3%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it plunged in 2008? Uh, 10. Eight. I was close. Eight. Yeah. Right now, Ouch. we're at 32.9%. Yeah. You know how bad it was in 08? Do you know how bad it was in 08? And, it was and this, bad. And this whole thing is so political. I don't want to go there with politics, but all I know is this is bad. The numbers don't lie. I don't necessarily know. Until I know they two, do. Until they do. You're right. <laughs> you know, and, and, <laughs> until they're fake. Right. But no. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you could make, the, the old saying goes, I mean, you could make numbers say whatever you want them yeah, to. You just talk to can. an SEO guy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or a mechanic. Or exactly. Or just anybody in politics. Yes. You know, they can make numbers say whatever they want. Right. Yes. But anyway, just if you think back, and I know I remember 08 well, I know you kind of felt it. I don't know if you had any, no, probably not. No, I was just born, Jim. Thank yeah, I you. know. I know. You were still in the cradle. <laughs> so some <laughs> of the numbers... No, of course that, I remember. <laughs> yeah, but did you feel... I'm did 32 you feel, years old. I'm I know, almost a full-grown man. I know, but did you feel the economic ramifications <laughs> of the 08 Great Recession? Yeah, because my dad would come home and just put his head in his hands every night and be super stressed. Yeah, you know? and it was bad. We, we I mean, felt it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there was no work in the shop. I I don't think this GDP is a product of manufacturing. I think it's a product of services and hospitality. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, mean, it's all tied together. It's all tied tied together. together. And, and, you know, so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a range that I've heard from from my peers because I think cutting tool consumption is a good barometer for where manufacturing is going. And I've heard anywhere from flat. I mean, we have some customers that are in like firearms and stuff like that that are up significantly. But in general, if you put out the, if you get rid of the outliers, I've heard anywhere from like, say, 10% down to 40% down. Now, a lot of those guys that are 40% down are starting to see the numbers come up. But if a couple of consumers and manufacturers that I can think of that would probably be like that middle ground are talking like 20% down. In, in consumption, we're down about thirty percent, and just in our overall business, not, right. not in cutting to a consumption, but yeah. yeah. So, and we're down. I mean, I think that we're doing pretty well. I mean, we've had every year has been a record year for us 
prior to 2020. I mean, we've been up 15 to 20% a year over year for like the last 10 years. But this year we're down 10 to 12, Mm. which I think is pretty good. Mm. Yeah. But manufacturing, I mean, I hope that what this is going to signal to the rest of the country is that manufacturing is a good industry to be in because you are sheltered from a lot of these. Unless it's a manufacturing recession like it was in 08. Unless it's a, but I think a lot of that was, again, I think a lot of that was, was political too, in so much that we created policies that promoted going overseas to have things manufactured. I think that mm-hmm. was when a lot of that that kind of stuff happened. You have to admit, like China was really exploding in their growth around in then. Yeah, in oh, yeah, yeah. And so I think a lot of that, the high production stuff, really hurt a lot of manufacturers. The here. mold making business, oh, practically was almost extinct. Yep, in mm-hmm. 08. Yeah, I a mean, lot of because... our competition really focused on mold because they consumed a lot of cutting tools. Right. We we never really did. Right. But a lot of our competition did, and and that really hurt them. Right. I just signed on with a new rep agency in Mexico, and one of the reasons that I'm looking to do that is because the new USMCA makes it so much more attractive to keep things in North America. Mm -hmm. One of their big focuses is the mold industry. Right. We'll see how they do. I'm really excited about it, but I definitely think it's easier to kind of near shore now with the, with everything that's going on and not just the political policies, but the whole pandemic makes it more attractive to keep things close by. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. So why don't we get into the, the heart of the episode? Is there a heart? Yes, there is. Okay. Let's get into what, what we're going to be talking about today. What we're going to be discussing is we put the main reasons that you would go to a trade show into three buckets and we want to talk about why these are important and what are the alternatives and are they better? So just very broadly before we start getting in depth. So the three main Tell me what reasons three why yeah, you would go to a trade behind, show. The why behind going to a trade show. Yeah. Number one, new technology. Number two, networking. Number three, to buy and sell. That's it right yep. there. I don't see much. And I think the number one thing is probably encompasses a good percentage of why people would attend a trade show. Right. And there's two sides to it. You have the attendee side and the exhibitor, exhibitor side. side. So, exactly. Right. So let's discuss both. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. so number one reason would be to see new technology. So it could be either technology that you're interested in finding out more about, or it could be that you're going to see what's the new next best thing that I don't even know about. So I can be a voice on the exhibitor side. Okay. And Jim, you can be a voice on the I can. Uh, attendee side. Sure. You, and I'm just going to be a first. voice. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, just You'll just be, be the mediator. Uh, the noise in the I'm going to be... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So hey, I'm I have kind a specific of, I'm kind example. of on the exhibitor side in that we're like a sales force yeah, so the for the tooling manufacturers. Right? Like yeah. I remember when you were there, we went with you and a lot of your principals and we were talking about their newest technology because you're, you know, exactly. the sales and distribution arm for them. But for me, I'll, I'll get real specific. One of the booths that we visited at the Emo maybe four years ago was a small company called The Digital Way. And the reason we visited them is because one of our engineers has re- had researched some technology and we were trying to get a little industry 4.0 with our sawing machines. And we were trying to put sensors on the machine that would let us know when there was more drag on the motor, which would let us know that maybe one of the carbide teeth of the saw blade were wearing was, out was or broken. worn out yeah. so that we could predict the saw blade failure cool. before that's it awesome. happened. I get so it. that's an example as an exhibitor, what they were trying to show is like, hey, you can predict tool failure before it happens. Mm-hmm. So and it could then, even be just exhibitors seeing exhibitors. Exa- and and for us, yeah, exactly. We wanted to show like that we have the most advanced sawing machines out there because we have these technologies. So And for me, being somebody that would go to the trade show just to see the new technology and be immersed into it, 
Like Jason said, I've been going to IMTS since World War II. Not really, but the mid-70s. And it's always been like this a sensory overload and just, In a just good way. digesting all of this new technology. And it's exciting to be there. And you certainly can walk away. You know, I've implemented taking my entire team at car there yeah. because everybody has, everybody can see something. Everyone sees something different at that trade show. Everyone digests that information differently. And then we come back and we sit at the table and we talk about the new technologies. What's exciting? What do we see if it work holding or cutting tools or CNC technology? What's new? What's trending? What do we think that the future of our industry is going to look like and how can we prepare for that? And you have so, to have a plan if you're going to bring a group you of You have to have Otherwise, a plan. it's like going to the grocery store when you're hungry and having no list. Right. You're just going to throw everything <laughs> in the cart and say, that looks good, that yeah, looks good, right. that looks good. And do you ever find technology, do you ever go there looking for technology that you don't even know about? Absolutely. So Absolutely. you go there with an open mind saying there's something see, that like, I don't know. New, yeah. yeah. What's new that yeah. I'm not aware of? I guess, yeah, yeah, yes. That's what we do. So let's talk about the alternative. So what is the alternative to finding out about new technology? I think the the first one is the obvious, which is digital marketing. Right, right. That's the. That's, well, I think that's the only alternative. In my that, example, where we went, we went to that booth, we had already researched it beforehand. We already kind of knew what was available. We found the company. We okay, where's the digital way booth at? And then you know we went there to visit to like get into a specific conversation one on one with a person. Right. And did you learn anything new then when you were there? I think we we got to talk more specifically about our application with the the person in the booth. So you had that one on one conversation yeah, where it's like where you're researching a website. It's kind of talking at you, not talking with you. Right. But you could have right. probably made an appointment with that person. We absolutely could have. So the question is, do you have to spend so much money. So as a um, digital marketer, I would be like, okay, so how do we get connected and answer the questions to our customer digitally so that we don't have to do it once every two years at a trade show? Yeah. So how, it could be- How could we make it more like that experience? It could be like chatbots. It could be automated calendar scheduling. It could be just having a good customer service team that can answer those questions. Right. I think that there's a lot of alternatives in that situations in order to get connected with these companies. That's one of the things I'm trying to do with my site is we design custom solutions for work holding. So I want people to know, like, hey, call us and talk to us about what you're trying to do. Don't just, like, go through our product catalog and try to figure it out for yourself. Well, you have to make it easy to your customers. Your website has to be inviting. It has to be inviting. It has to be easy to use. It has to be easy to navigate. And you guys do a really good job of having that website experience. When we go to your site, we know exactly what we're looking for, and it filters it through the whole process. Yeah, well, so thanks. as a seller... Do you believe that you will be at a disadvantage if we never had an IMTS again? Personally, I think it's an advantage for us because of what Jim just said. So, because you're ahead of the game from yeah, a digital we, we marketing standpoint. Yeah, we just have a, more of a digital marketing focus than a lot of the exhibitors mm -hmm, would. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being in, said... In that, in that middle level, because like you know, there's a lot of like the high-level guys, say like the Mazex and the Haas that are really... They're spending yeah. millions on their digital right. marketing and they're killing it. Right. But you're kind of like maybe a tier below right. and you're, you're doing a really I good job. I think in our category, we have more of focus and emphasis than others would. So if there was a world with no trade shows, we'd be kind of primed for success. But still, with that being said, we talked about the bittersweet feeling I had when IMTS was canceled because it is kind of like a milestone event where it's like, okay, gives you like a deadline for all of your initiatives and it makes you take digital things and realize them and be ready to like really show it off. And, it's, and it's a great feedback loop 
you hear directly from the people you're marketing for yes. in person. There's but nothing on, like one-on-one. But on the other side, I was just seeing like dollar signs that I could reallocate towards what I think is well, probably I just, more I just wrote channels. this down. Where are all these marketing dollars going to be reallocated? Well, they should to- go to digital marketing. They well, should. I, that, I, that's the only option we have, right? Well, it's one of them. So let's talk about one of the other options. So one of the other options could be a mini trade show. It could be a more localized trade show, less people at your well, headquarters. You're starting to see a lot of the machine tool OEMs doing this, like with Okuma. We went to their summer showcase. There's like the technology days. There's all these open house type events. Right. And, and they're think, putting more of an emphasis on that now. Right, right. And they're actually, but, you know, I attend those and they get really good turnouts. But those are only really effective when you're a large OEM. Right. But I think what some of the large OEMs are doing well is that they're inviting like their partners to be a part of it in right. order to yes. make it like more the think appealing. Program like the o- Think that Program. That's a perfect program. example. Exactly. Yeah. What about virtual trade shows? So I was excited about the idea of a virtual trade show. Mm-hmm. I, I get excited about it too, but then when it comes down to like the thought of like sitting in front of a computer and doing it, I'm like, uh. well, I was going to say they already say that these Zoom meetings are people are just getting exhausted. They're zoomed out. They're yeah. zoomed out already. Yeah, because there's so much distraction. Your uh, eyes hurt. You just, yeah. No one's paying attention anymore. And right. you've got 20, if you have any more than three people in a Zoom meeting, you, you're just going to get lost, right? And everyone's trying to pivot. All these big exhibitor companies are trying to pivot and do, you know, okay, we're, we're still doing it. It's this new digital experience. And the more I look into it, it's no. not very I don't, compelling. It's, it's not, not it's compelling, not compelling. I think that as human beings, I think that we were made to interact right. in real life. You know, when we record an episode, it's way more effective for me to be sitting a couple feet away from you guys than it is to be trying to do this virtually. That's what I was thinking when when you said like the digital trade show experience. I was thinking, well, why do we record in person most of the time? Right, because it's much more authentic and yeah. it creates a big more emotion element. But there, I mean, there's the a show. place for it, right? So there is a place for it. Zooms I guess are more effective than you know emails and phone calls. Right? right. That's a good transition to move on to the second point, which is the next reason for going to a large trade show like an IMTS, which is not happening this year, is to socialize and network with your peers at an event. And then Jim also mentioned doing prospecting at those events. So sure. I think that the social aspect of it is paramount. Mm-hmm. I think totally. that it's, and I think it's gotten better and better and people crave that interaction yep. and to socialize with people that maybe they interact with on social media platforms or email or whatever else and be able to see those people in person. And now that's not going to happen. It's not. And I, I genuinely believe that humans long for personal interaction and people like to go out. I mean, people look forward to coming to Chicago every two years to meet people, talk to people, party. Well, we plan parties around this. I mean, we had right, right. you had a party personally last IMTS. I did. It was really fun. I, I hosted, I hosted, hosted yeah, a party. You did a good job. That was a very fun party. Thank you. Yeah. Was, was it my brand? It was, was it on point? It was, okay, it was good. definitely your brand. Okay. And then I hosted a party at the, at the last one too. I mean, a lot of people host at parties. At no, they don't, have, were, they don't have an Olive Garden. Yours was very Chicago. fun too, actually. Yeah, I, I was, was at both I know, of them. And, I, know. And they I don't think I invited your brand. I don't think I invited Jim to the no, party. You so. didn't. Yeah, so I, I, I think a large part of of going to these trade shows is to socialize with people that you genuinely enjoy being around. You could talk personal, and you can also mix business in there, which I think is what we crave. One of the things that my my wife always 
kind of jabs me about. She's like, all your friends are, or not all your friends, but she's like, half your friends are people that you work with. I was like, I know, because we Those enjoy we being talk. around yeah. each other. We enjoy mixing our personal lives and Wait our business lives. Wait till you get older, lives. it gets worse. And I'm going to maybe be a little sexist in this statement. For guys, we're more innately programmed to want to work in a job that is not focused on the family, but we want to talk about that and we want to be friends with those people that we're interacting in a, in a work yeah, environment. I get it. I get it. So I think that's a big part of it. And so what's the alternative to that? Two things come to mind. It's not like A or B. I think a lot, there's a lot of like crossover. So you guys all probably remember I was with you, Jason. We did that in-person meetup for the hashtag Insta Machinist group. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. So there's this like digital community of all these machinists who are posting on social media and interacting with each other. And you kind of like already know the people. And then you had this in-person meetup. And so it's like they can really amplify each other. Yeah. And I was able to connect with a lot of people at that meeting that they were like, hey, love making chips, love what you guys are doing. And, you know, we had some conversations and it was great. And, you I'm know, pretty to be quite sure honest with one it, of our guests came out of that group. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, to be honest with, with the metalworking nation out there, I did have a lot of those conversations. And if we had that conversation and you said that you wanted to be on the show and I forgot, it's not because, uh, you know, reach out to us. Yeah, Jason just forgets a lot. I just forget. Well, he, tells, he tells everybody he, they can be on the show and well, yeah, then they can. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to replace you with... That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the second thing that comes to mind is I'm in an industrial marketers group on LinkedIn. You guys probably know what happened in Beirut. Yes. That, that huge was pretty, explosion. That was pretty bad. One of the marketers in the group is was 0. 0.7 miles away from the explosion. Wait, the, zero, oh, 0.7 miles. So which three quarters, three of, a quarters mile. of a mile. Right, and we know the radius of oh, that. So I was terrible. like, so... I'm glad you are, but I'm surprised you're still with us. And he said, I was shielded by buildings. Oh my God. And so from this group where we're all talking about digital marketing all over the globe for industrial companies, mm -hmm. one of these people has this crazy story at like the epicenter of the blast. Wow. The next day I was on the phone with him for 40 minutes. He's, he's wanting to move back to the States. He's a U.S. citizen. He's no, looking for okay. a marketing job. And like, we're seriously talking to this guy. Like this, this guy's got some To talent. work for making chips. Yeah. Good. But, you Bring know, so out. that's the same type of conversation you would have at a trade show, but I'm in a group, a digital right. industrial marketers group, on, which is just a LinkedIn group. Right. Do you feel as though that that adequately equips you with information in that in that regard does it there's does no it, substitute for in person in person right no point in my so it that. gets the conversation started yeah but you, you know what it can do is it can cut, cut through a lot of the like what do they call it first impression type stuff you feel like you kind of already know each other it's like hey great to see you in person we already you know have a relationship right, right. and it just makes things happen faster okay one of the things that i that i find when you go to like these big trade shows like imts though is that you make all of these connections or you reconnect with people that you only talk to virtually often and a lot gets talked about, but you can only do so much after that trade show is over. It's right. almost like you have 10 things that you want to do with people that you meet at the trade show and you just can't do it all when you get back to the shop. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Number three reason for going to a trade show like IMTS or Fabtech is to buy and sell. So Jim, you'd be on the buy side. Nick, you'd be on the I sell side. One of my good clients, he every single IMTS, he goes there specifically to buy a new machine. Mm -hmm. So he has the, I understand he that. has the mentality that I'm going to yeah. buy a new machine every single time Does he think he's going to get it at a IMTS special discount? Well, so or so I actually would not buy during that time because I feel like that everyone's on it. Inventories are going to be lower and 
I don't think the pricing is going to be any yeah, better. Yeah, so, that, so that's a good question. So yeah, we're yeah. at a distinct advantage in that we're we're located in Chicago right. where IMTS Definitely. is held. And so those machines are there. And a lot of times the OEMs don't want to bring those machines back. So they want to sell them. And you can get a good deal on one of the floor models. Know, floor models. Yeah. So a lot of times that is the motivation to, mm-hmm. to buying a machine there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the volume is limited. But sometimes just generally... The sales team has incentives to sell win a sales floor, contest or whatever it is, and you can negotiate a good deal. So there's that as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should be doing this, but historically we haven't had a lot of like IMTS promotional specials or anything. We're we're more just showing what we can do to show your wares, you know, different show- applications, and we get into conversations there about people who need a new fixture or something. But we haven't been like. 10% off if you buy now. No, all we really care about, I, at the end of the day, the price is the price. You need to convey to us how you're going to save us time because right. ultimately that time element that you're going to save us, whatever that discount is on that work holding tool is going to be nothing in comparison to the time savings that that work holding product you're going to sell us is going to give us. And that's something that there is no digital substitute no. for because you've been at our booth. You know, you can like, manually take parts off and right. put parts on and right. try our modular systems. And it's really compelling because you get to actually do it yourself. Right. You don't get the same experience, that same hands-on experience digitally. So what's no, the alternative to a trade show if you're not going to have that one event where somebody can touch and feel a product and understand more intimately whether it's going to work in their environment? Is it just a, a good sales team? Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they should probably have some demo product. It's inviting people to your business for a shop tour. Mm-hmm. We were Right. I think th- those are going to be pop- very impactful in we the We were future. working with Herco the other day, the marketing group at Making Chips. And one of the things that they told us was when we get people to do our shop tour, there's a 90% hit rate that they'll buy the machine. I yeah. believe that. And yeah. so, and the same goes for us. Like when people actually see advance and they see how we're using our own stuff, there's a really good chance that they're going to buy. I and mean, we don't know the hit rate, but. When we can get a prospect into our company yep. and give them the, a tour, the chance of success on winning them as a customer is through the roof. Ours is a little bit different in that it's not it's necessarily about, yeah. about somebody coming to our facility, but when we take a, cl- a potential client to another one of our active clients to see the integration that we've yes. done in the vending machines and how we've helped them to cut costs and, and automate things, that's that, that really makes it I could think that would be even more compelling, yeah. you know, just because they're hearing it from someone who's already exactly. a customer. Yeah. Exactly. So there's that. So there's inviting people to your business. And then I think the second thing would be like what we talked about where you have your own events, like your own kind of open house type events. Right. And you brought up a good point. Those are more effective when you you've got a bigger budget and you're one of the major brands. So what could you do? And like, maybe this will inspire some thought from other manufacturing leaders, but what could we do to maybe join up like a work holding company an indexer company, a cutting tools company, and they kind of get together on like some application specific thing for maybe a certain vertical or something and have their own event. I just got a great each idea. Of them wouldn't have I don't enough. even know if I want to say it because it's so good. Don't say Somebody it. Somebody will steal it. It's probably not as good as you think. It's it is, good. So, it's so good. Just go ahead. It's really, it's really good. I'm what seriously, if he says I'm not, it and, yeah, I'm, and not I'm gonna, blown away. I'm not It'll be the first it. time. So yeah, I, I really want to see if that happens. We're going to do it off mic. So he won't do it. All right. Metalworking nation. Next you show. Heard, you literally could see the flash of light through the microphone yep. 
the light bulb went off. Mm-hmm. You know and what I'm we should do is this episode. Uh, Jim's big idea will be the next boring bar. For yeah. Okay, there you go. For our exclusive subscribers. We'll send it out in our newsletter. This was Jim's big idea. And then you let us know if it was good or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone's going to reply back and be like, that's it? <laughs> Pretty d- good, I got to tell you. All right. So, so I think that the bottom line is that we've really denoted digital marketing as the alternative. It's a temporary, it's a temporary alternative. I think it can't go on too long. Well, I think that's the question. Our, our trade show is going to go the way of the horse and buggy. Jim would say, no, he's going to say, they have to come back. I'm saying that they're going to start using my idea instead of the big trade shows. Oh, that we're going to find out soon. Okay. So so you're not going to talk about it. You already hinted at it. What do you think? Now I can guess. Are trade shows going by the way of the horse and buggy? So yeah, I'm not trying not to answer your question, but I think it's going to be more of a convergence between what you're doing digitally and what you're doing physically, and you'll see that blend more and more. I think there will always be a physical event, mm-hmm. but will it be as big as it used to I, be? I, I kind of think as this converges, the the physical will shrink and the digital will grow. Great, I, yeah, I think I think that you're right. I think that you're right, and you know I think a lot of these brands out there really need to focus on the digital marketing. Sure, but here, here's an example. Sorry, and we can help you with in your a digital completely marketing different too. industry, but. I used to be a Salesforce customer and a Salesforce user, and that's a digital product. And they have one of the largest physical events on the planet. Used to. They still do. Well, not this year, but it's called right. Dreamforce. And okay. that's like where everyone and everyone floods San Francisco. It's like oh, is it, what oh, happens to Chicago is what right. happens to San Francisco yep, for, yep. for Salesforce. And all of those technologies are digital. So why do they have a physical event? You know, there's really no like machines to see or anything. It's networking. It's because the human, no human engagement. there's no substitute for it. None. But... As all of those companies grow their digital presence and and create digital experiences with content, you start to see more and more integration between what they're doing digitally and what they're doing at the show. Gotcha. I think at the end of the day, we're just going to have to pivot. I mean, it is what it is. We're a resilient country. We have a lot of intelligent people across this country and... It's it's just so new and so fresh, and it, it just hit us like a ton of bricks. We just have to pivot, and mm-hmm. of course, the digital is going to be the quickest, easiest way to engage. Right? Everyone's already used to that technology. It's just going to be a different way, and everyone's going to be develop redeveloping the technology, the digital marketing. You need technology. to rewire your marketing function yes. to get out of the mindset of okay, we prepare for these big physical trade show events, mm-hmm. and that's what we do, and then when it ends. We prepare for the next one. Mm-hmm. You need to start being an all-the-time marketing function that's creating these experiences in all the different channels, and, sure. and the physical is just one of them. Yep. So the physical trade show is going to shrink, and the digital marketing is going to increase. And I think, I think from a yes. budgetary standpoint, that's probably where we're going to see that the Absolutely. most. Temporarily. It's hard to get an old-school manufacturer guy to go to a digital trade show. They don't right, know how. Right, they don't know how to navigate digital experiences for your customers without it being a digital trade. Job. Yes, and that's why, from a from a team aspect, that's why it's so important to have a diverse workforce where mm-hmm. you can have the the younger person that is educating the older person yep. and vice versa yep. on what the new technology is that he learned through digital marketing. So, speaking of the digital and the physical worlds changing, if you do need to invest more in your digital marketing. You could do that in a couple ways. You can contact us by subscribing to The Boring Bar and then responding to one of our email newsletters and we will connect you with somebody from the Making Chips team who could help you to amp up your digital marketing. And you could talk to us in person to find out more about amping up your digital marketing by going to Chiptoberfest. So contact us 
to find out this about is either one, one of those. these physical events and it's really not a trade show it's more of a party than anything this is going to be all about socializing and we're really hoping and praying that we can do this event we're we're so optimistic the, it's about october it. 1st right yep yes yeah it will be at our new headquarters oh it's gonna be fun at the end of the day we're trying to create an experience right and we're so, gonna be celebrity bartenders you and yeah me. yeah exactly jason can deliver drinks he can be our, our celebrity. I'm waiter, a little clumsy, so I don't know if that's such that's a good for idea. Sure, yeah. He'll be you our know, so I might be spilling waitress. drinks and stuff like that. So it might not be a good. idea. He can idea. get the like, I pity you tips. You know, <laughs> when you're when your server like, yeah, but I'm going to be like giving people the wrong drinks. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. You don't want. We that. better not. Yeah, it will not be. I'm a just going to be there to socialize. Okay. You guys make the drinks, and right. I'll. How about I place orders? And we'll then, do the hard you know, work. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, as always, because you like to delegate. Exactly. So it's our job as marketers and salespeople, entrepreneurs, yes. manufacturing leaders to create great experiences for your customers. And manufacturers have always been good at, at creating a great physical experience. That's mm-hmm. why the IMTS is one of the most famous trade shows in the world. Yeah, one of the biggest, one, one of, of the, the largest. What we suck at, if we're being honest, is creating digital experiences that can match yes. what we do physically. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we exist at Making Chips, is to help you get better at that and to kind of lead the way. So if you're not making digital experiences, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Metalworking Nation, listen up. Manufacturing is challenging. You need to think differently. The day-to-day whirlwind of urgencies, the pressure to grow, customer demands, workforce development, new machine tools and robots, the list goes on and on. It is possible to stay ahead of the game of manufacturing, but you can't do it alone. We're here to give you access to exclusive content from other leaders, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you on making chips. 